0: For
1: this
2: command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce
3: of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as it brings you the pure unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the word of God.
2: Put your hands together and you may be seated. Tonight we are happy to be here those of us who are not pastors or who are not um, privileged to last week go for the Danny Paul camp Um, those who went there they came back with reports of a fantastic time I mean those who were there I had my people there feeding me uh, filler and they were really I was amazed I mean, I couldn't go myself, but I was enjoying the camp myself, where I was in Tumu at that time, and it was a beautiful camp. A lot of, a lot of wise, a lot of wisdom was shared, and um, that wisdom, I think, though it's, it is, was a pastor's camp, those of us who are here on a Tuesday evening, we are pastors and church workers. And some pastors couldn't go. I see some here who, who couldn't go. So they have also didn't get the full benefit of that training. That's those wise words. I'm so happy that tonight I have some people here who were there. And they are willing, happy and willing to share their wisdom with us. Put your hand together to encourage them. Yeah, those who received received their, their ears To turn them into warriors. And um, if children are more difficult to teach than grown ups, because you have to be careful to explain it well. So I was thinking if he can teach children, he can teach us. And he has much to say to us. So tonight, for just about 20 minutes or thereabouts, I want to invite Reverend William to give us a few
3: words of wisdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mercy. Uh, thank you, Archbishop, for the <laughs> opportunity. But it's a lot of pressure. But the Holy Spirit will help. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have here to hear a few words. We ask that Lord, you will cause us to have revelation. May these these words become clear to us. As you explain them to us, may every ear that hears this, Lord also be empowered with grace to go and walk in what we are hearing. we thank you in Jesus name amen, amen. please please take your seats <laughs> amen i don't like i don't like preaching to grown ups it's very difficult for me i don 't know I don't preach to grown ups often so it's a it's difficult but but I, I, um, I, I, I want to confess that I didn't want to attend the Danipol conference. So, so for me, it was, a, it was a blessing. In The things that we heard there was a blessing. Um, because, I had, I, because I had a certain mind of what was going to be um, discussed there. And I didn't want to hear those things. But when we went, I think that the things that we heard... Are for everybody like anybody that 's why it's I think that's a good thing that archbishop is asking us to share those of us who went to share the little that we learned at the place um, there are two things that really strike struck me at the at the conference but the one that I want us to I want us to share this evening um, is the misplaced lovely voice you know he um, the the misplaced lovely voice and and this one um, the 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 preacher, Reverend Kojo Lindsay, or, or Lindsay, Lindsay, was trying to explain to us pastors, and I think this particular thing applies to everybody else in the church who is like working, a shepherd, or any kind of worker. And and what he sought to bring back into our minds was that God has, God has placed in our lives a certain lovely voice. And God has put that lovely voice as a church, as our church, UD or uh, 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 UO, put a whole church together. God has given us a lovely voice, and that voice, that voice will carry with it every kind of blessing that we need to do well. Are you still with me? Are you with me? Yeah. So, so, so the aim was to get us to come back and and give the premium that that lovely voice deserves you know let me read a scripture to you um first samuel fifteen one. so this is like after god has sent someone Saul to go and and deal with the amalekites and then he came back and he had done the wrong thing and Samuel met him you know this is what Samuel said to him in first samuel fifteen one. he said Samuel also said unto saul the lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. I Remember, Kuju was explaining that. Someone said, you see, if you look at the words, if, if the words on the screen, you can look at it. It says, that the ending, it says, so Someone was the one talking to Saul. And he was telling him, God, God sent me to anoint. It was, I was the one that God sent to anoint you. Do you understand it? And then over his people. Now, the person that God sent, I am the one who is standing here and I'm talking to you. But instead of saying that, now therefore, hacking means listen to me. Instead of saying, now listen to me. He said, now therefore, listen to the voice of the words of the Lord. Are you still following me? And what it says is that God's word comes to us all the time. There will be a voice that carries the words of God. So the thing is, you know, sometimes people say, people say, "Oh, as for you, I don't have a problem with you," but the person you have sent is the one I have a problem with. The, 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 have you seen that kind of thing before? Like you, I, ha- I don't have a problem with you, but the pe- so so many of us subconsciously or maybe intentionally, you will say, "The words of of the Lord, I value it. I, it's 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 important to me," but you see that. Without consciously also considering that the voice, the, the words of the Lord, is carried by a voice, and the the I, I used the word premium before. Like how how highly you how high you value the voice will affect how you value those words. I'm not saying it well. Are you still with me? So like, so, so someone saying that listen to the voice, you may think that I am the one who is, a human being who is talking to you, but I was the one who anointed you. When I anointed you there, you accepted it. Like, when I came to anoint you, and I've heard prophecy that, when, when you say that, uh, when I'm talking about, about marriage and about something, you say, it's a man. But when I was, I was praying for you at your wedding, that one day, you said that it was, it was God. It's the, it's the same thing. So someone is saying that, when I anointed you, king, it worked. You accepted it, and you're walking around the town like a king. But when I said something to you, go and do it, you went and did something different. So, it's the same. So, now, the same way that you will value the words of the say, This is God's words. It must be taken seriously. You can only do it if the voice that carries the, the words you, you take it seriously. Am, am I saying something good in a church? And without controversy or without doubt, in this church, the voice of the words of the Lord has a name, and his name is Bishop Dagwood Mills. <laughs> if you're not clapping, you're in the wrong church. If you're not clapping, you should, you should go and find another church. Yes. And the, so the focus of this discussion is that as for me, as I was sitting in the chair, I was repenting. You know, Sunday I was sharing this thing with the, my safety teachers, and I was telling them that there was a time in this church where, when you meet a shepherd, he'll have earphones in his ear. When you take it out to listen to what, is, what he's listening to, you will see Bishop Doug is preaching. It, it was so pervasive a, a certain time ago. You enter somebody's office, even the lazy, la, lazy and a lighthouse, you know. People say they don't want to employ lighthouse people to work because when you come to their place, no, he's listening to a message, sort of working. It, like it's a, it's a bad. It sounds like a bad thing then, but now it's gone all together. You see, and I'm going to share. I'm going to show you because of it, because the the lovely voice, that lovely voice, that voice that carries the words of the Lord, the words of the Lord at what. What contain the blessing but if you don't take the voice seriously after a while those words also don't come to you well and the benefit that the voice carries with the words also are lost on you maybe explains why we haven't flourished you know and prospered so let me just show you i'll be sure that it's 20 minutes i'm sure by now it's like it's like 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes gone or something <laughs> amen are you still are you still with me are you following what, what I'm sharing with you? Hmm. Look at Second Chronicles nine 1. Second Chronicles nine one. So nine 1. Chronicles nine. Actually, the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon. Okay, and then I had a lot of conversation. I, I don't want to read uh, the whole thing, but there's verse seven. Look at it. So after he had, she had been with Solomon for a while. This is what she said. Maybe let me start from verse 5. It says, Second Chronicles 9, 5 says, And she said to the king, It was a true report which I had in my own land of thy thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not their words until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Verse 7 says, Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. You see see, that, that is what should have been said of us. If we, if we had placed the voice that God has given us in this proper place, like somebody will come from somewhere and say, happy are thy servants, happy are thy men, who are continually listening to your wisdom, but if you check your life, you see that it's not like that. Or oh, no, I, I'm not saying a good thing. Yes, you you see that you see that a, a lot of wisdom. Look, I was telling my, my guys. One of my friends told me that those days when we used to have ISI in the in the Kodesh, they used to do excursion. So they have organized a bath and they take visiting ministers and board members to. Uh, Mampon orphanage and then the mission school, all these very different, different places. And then, so one, one of the, the times, one of the times they, they took some pastors to, to Mampon. At that time, we had not begun to use the place uh, like we do now. And when the bus arrives and they go down, it was a Nigerian pastor. I don't even know who it, what his name. is. He said, when the man stepped on the campus, he started to scream, Somebody! S- somebody lay hands on me <laughs> S- somebody lay lay lay, ha- lay legs l- l- lay something it's like whatever is on the man that has enabled him to build and he said it's not this is not saying that we have this uh, western compound where we have the uh, mighty fortress and the no no it, 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 that, that part was not even there he said no no, 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 no. He, he, his reaction. Was, no, no. Lay a hand, lay a leg, <laughs> lay something, so that whatever is on the person that has made him able to build this thing here, some will come on me. And this is the man whose wisdom. The queen of Shiba said, "Happy are your men, and happy are your servants." Who are continually listening to because I suspect that if they are sitting at your feet continually listening to your wisdom, something like what I am experiencing with you will happen to them. It, like these guys are very privileged and very blessed that they have a chance to continually listen to their wisdom. Is that not how I, that's not that's not our situation right now, if you think about it, if you think about it. And then that's, that's, that's the reminder for us that there is a wisdom that this voice carries and that wisdom it is for our benefit look i will tell you i told you that i was repenting where i was sitting because clearly i know that if if i also had till now taken the voice as seriously as i should i should be somewhere further than where i am right now how uh, you are with me? The way I are I'm not sure that <laughs> what I'm saying is making sense to you. Are you still with me? I, but but I prophesy that you see from this point onwards, one day very soon somebody will say this thing about us. I mean, I mean, I want someone to say this about me. Ha, happy are your men, <laughs> happy are your men, happy are these thy servants who are continually listening, always before thee and hearing thy wisdom. Are you are you with me? So some benefits. Or let me say, the right attitude that we... what, What is the right attitude that we should have towards the voice of the words of the Lord that God has given to us? The voice that God has given to us. Are you still with me? Number one. Attitude number one. Is that when you hear the voice, hear the voice of a teacher. Isaiah 30 verse 20, 21. It says, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, ye shall not thy teachers, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. 21 says, And thy ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. Are you are you with me? So the first so the first uh, the first attitude that we should have towards the voice that God has given to us, is to hear, as we listen to the voice, you should be listening to hear the voice of someone who is teaching you. And what is he teaching you? Here is the way. Here is the way. Walk in it. Many of us have not done well in life because, number, it's two, because of two things, number one is that. That voice, like he said, your teachers have been removed into a corner. <laughs> Like when we when we come to church, we say, "Do you have Poemano? Do you have makane? Do you have makarios? It, 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 even, even I, I work with the IPTP uh, uh, students candidates, and I have had to explain to them that when we ask you, "Do you have the Poemano?" The aim of the question is not so you can answer yes and be and fulfil righteousness. the The idea is that before the poemano can be useful to you, you must have it. So we ask you, do you have it so that you can use it and then it will be a blessing to you. But people, people oh yeah, I have it. And they haven't, some people, down, they, they, they copy it for them and then since it was copied, they haven't opened it. Like they, they can always answer yes, do you have it every time, yes, but they, 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 they have not opened it before. Do not know what it looks like. What I'm saying is it making sense to you, but that is that attitude is the attitude of somebody who has taken your teacher, the voice God has given to you, who is your who should show you here is the way, walk in it, and taking that teacher and put him in a corner, and put him in a place such that your eye can cannot see him anymore, your ear can't hear him anymore. The blessing you should get from that teacher doesn't come to you. Attitude you, number one. When you hear the voice of Bishop that he mills, look out for the voice of a teacher. In the, in the talking that he talks, in the speaking he speaks, you will hear him teaching you, here is the way, here is the way, here is the way, here is the way. What can it? Am, am I saying something good so far? Yeah. When he went to, I mean, you've heard it before, that he went to the US some time sometime ago, some time ago, went to have a camp, and told them that, look, this mortgage, mortgage thing, it's not good. Yeah. He said, when he left, new people went to get new mortgage. <laughs> it's like those who didn't have, no? Now, they went to go and get. But after a while, when the, when the, the, the market crashes, you see that suddenly you can see the effect of all these things that you have had on you. But because a teacher came to the place and he, and he taught you, here is the way. Don't owe. Don't take loans. Don't, don't owe. Don't, don't have any debt. Here is the way. Working it. When you listen to the voice, do you hear a teacher telling you, "Here is the way." You hear marriage as you listen to it. You will be hearing how he's teaching you how to make your marriage work. It is inside it. So, the a uh, woman you must be acrobatic. It is a teaching. Here is the way, or something like that. Yes, be flexible. Be. It is. A, it is a teaching of here is the way. Eh? Yes. Number two. It's 20 minutes. But I wish I said 20 minutes. Mercy. Number two. Okay. So, number two. Hear the voice of a prophet. Hear the voice of a prophet. Ezra chapter 6 Verse 14. And the elders of the Jews builded and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Ido. And they builded it and finished it according to the commandments of the God of Israel and according to the commandments of Cyrus and Darius and Atasis, king of Persia. But see the first line there says that the elders of the, the elders of the Jews they builded and they prospered. How? Through the prophesying of a prophet. I hear what I'm saying. So the second attitude, the second right attitude you should have towards the voice that God has given to us is to hear, is to, is to hear the voice of a prophet when you hear him speak. That, hey, this thing that he's saying is a prophetic word. And the, that attitude towards that word is what will bring your building and your prosperity. They builded and they prospered through prophesying. Like what I'm saying is that thing. You can be listening to him talk and he will say something, but it doesn't sound to you... You see, there's a way that if a prophet speaks, there's a way we receive it. <laughs> and I'm, what I'm saying is not making sense to you. There's a way, there's a way we re, you receive... When, I mean the prophets have come here. There's a way you receive it. But when you are listening to the voice speak and the prophetic word comes, it, how are you hearing it? Or oh, what I'm saying is not making sense to you. Hi, there's a, there's a communion. Uh, we don't have a, my church, we don't have a projector. So we don't do communion video. We do communion audio. <laughs> so we take, the, we take the communion, the audio part. And when it is communion time, we play it. And in October, one of the, it's a, second October or so, I, I, I did that thing myself. So I cut that thing and I brought it to church. And then communion time, we played it. I could feel the power. So we have done, we have used that clip for the communion for, for four weeks. Same. My church members know it is the same clip. But we like it because he will say, I see you moving from the back to the front. From the back to the front. I see somebody moving from the back to the. And, and when, you see, when I came up from the. From the Conference, no, we, we use the same thing last Sunday. My, the way I was saying the email was different from the previous times. <laughs> because now I have learned to hear... Uh, and, and now, see, the way, you see, the way that you receive a prophet is that when the prophet says something to you, you are not questioning it. You are only looking forward to it. That, that's, uh-huh, that's what I'm trying to say. Or, or it's not making sense to you. The, the way to respond to a prophet's words is that you have said it, I'm only waiting for it to happen. I'm not, I'm not wondering how it's going, going to happen, when is it going to happen, when is it, will it happen? Or no. You are a prophet, you said it, I'm waiting for it to happen. That's my attitude. You too, when you are hearing the voice and, and can you, first of all, can you even hear in it the voice of a prophet? Can you hear something that is said as a, a prophetic word? And then will your attitude be that, okay, I was telling my the, the, my guys yesterday that uh, on Sunday that during the COVID time, you know, we used to pray, and he used to say, "You will not die in an accident." You know, die in an accident. In recent, in like in, for some time, I have had like near. <laughs> I have had some experiences, but one day, you know, every time it happens, you know, to me too, like some way. But one day, I just remember that ah, I prophet had said it that. You will not die in an accident. So I said to myself that an accident is not what will kill me. Oh, it's not making sense to you. Like, I, I came to a certain realization that no. no I, I, so, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It's not, it's not an accident that's going to kill me. Because the prophet said, you will not die in an accident. That's, that's once he has said it, it's, 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 it's not... That's, that should be the attitude. I'm the, I think I'm talking too much. <laughs> Hosea twelve thirteen. And so in this verse we know. It says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt... And by a prophet was he preserved. So you see that if you can hear, if you can hear the voice of a prophet in the voice that has been given to you, you will also get preservation. See, by a prophet, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. So you get deliverance from there, and then you will get also preservation. Are you still? Are you still here with me? Are you still here with me? And I'm, pre- as I'm praying that as we are sharing these things, you it will change the way. First of all, to remove that joy voice from the corner, you are going to put it, you know, and to bring it close. And to bring it close. Amen. you Are you still here? Acts 7, look at this. Then said the Lord to him, put off thy shoes from thy feet for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt. I have heard their groaning. I am come down to deliver them. Now come, I will send thee into, into Egypt. This is this is about Moses as he was being commissioned to go into uh, Egypt to go and deliver the, the people. But look at, so it goes on and on, on and on, on, on the, whole, the whole story, verse 37, this is that Moses we said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, him shall ye hear. <laughs> Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? Yeah, and that so, no, you know, it's, it's interesting, but you can be in your room praying for some kind of deliverance to God and a prayer that nobody knows, nobody knows what the prayer is about. And when God decides to answer the prayer, he will send you Moses. He says that, I will send, like, God's answer to the prayer you are praying is that he sends Moses and tells you that him shall ye hear. Like, that's how you get deliverance. what I'm saying, is it making sense to you? Is it making sense to you? And I'm saying, it's all in that voice. A, it may not, you may be expecting the answer to the prayer in a different way, but here it says that this prayer that you have prayed at, because they prayed, they were in capacity for what, 400 years, 430 years, thereabouts. I have been praying, praying, praying. He said, My people's voice have come up to me and I've come down to deliver. Ah, Look at this. I have come down to deliver them. <laughs> I have heard of the suffering and the affliction of the people and I have come down. And when God showed up, it was Moses. Wow. <laughs> may this voice, eh, may you bring it back into your life. Oh. Yeah. This prophetic voice may it come back so that preservation, deliverance can happen to you. Number number age, number three. Hmm. Hear the voice that invites so when you hear the voice, hear the voice that invites you into God's calling into God's plan, sorry, God's plans for you. Hear the voice that invites you into God's plans for you. Isaiah 40, verse 2. It says, Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she had received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Verse 3 says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make streets in the desert a highway for our God. So the, the other so the other benefit that comes from the voice of the words of the Lord is that the voice that is calling you into God's plans for you. And if you are in this, if you are in this church, one of the things that you that is very, that's remarkable. That's, you know, I was telling to guys, I was talking to that. People say that if you come to this church, they say every member, a minister, everybody can be, everyone should be a shepherd. It's all the time you say, basenta shepherd, basenta leaders, and people ask that. So, if all of us become pastors, then who will be the church members? <laughs> do you, do you what I'm trying to say? Like, who will we, will we all be preaching to? But you see, this church, this is where we understand that all Matthew 6.33 is like a certain secret by which we operate. There are are different kinds of wisdom that other people operate by, but the wisdom that we operate by in this church for our well-being and our prosperity is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that as you take this route, you don't take this route to get the things you need. You take this route to seek first the kingdom of God and then all the other things you're looking for will, will be added to you. And and I'll tell you something. Like me, <laughs> how how am I here? What I'm saying is making sense to you? How am I here? You will ask yourself one day that question: that How are you? How are you where you are? Where you are standing? I'm standing here. I'm standing here, and you are sitting here, and I am here, and I'm talking, and you are listening. And there's an Archbishop among the people who are listening, and you like you have to ask yourself, how are you? How are you here? How did you arrive here? And you he were saying that a student's pastor something 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 something. <laughs> Maybe it's true, like right? you know, giants something children something something something. Yeah, but I I, I every once in a while I remember. I try to. I I, I ask myself, how did I get to this point? Because a certain voice that I came in contact with many years ago made me understand: you are called. Many are called. In the many, you are one of the people. You are one, or what I am saying is not making sense to you. Is you are you are many, not few. Many, many means a, a large number. And if it's a large number, the probability that you are one of the one, you are in the large number is very high. So, so so come into it that's how i stepped into it and as i stepped into it i i stepped in you know pe- the people one of my one of my friends texted me from the uk when all the um, t- bishops who had left eh, all the things that came up you know and he's one of these guys i mean he's my friend he's been my friend from GSS. i really like him i really respect him he's a, a, a pastor in in, the, in some church in the uk so he texted me some long essay about how some Lighthouse pastors in the UK don't treat some church members. He sent some members to some churches. They didn't treat them well. Eventually, he had to send them somewhere else. So, you know, something, something. Branham, Branham was, eh, he went off. They advised him. He didn't hear. So, so, I should be careful. So, the whole message, actually, this whole thing, you know, it cannot be that there is no truth in what the people are saying. So, I told him, me, I have Holy Spirit, you know I have Holy Spirit, right? He said, yes, you know I have Holy Spirit, that's okay. So long as you know that I have Holy Spirit, trust I have Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit talks to me, I am here. I have not found any reason to doubt Bishop daggett Mills. Mills. I have not found a reason yet. But as I am here, and the Holy Spirit lives in me, and he talks to me, the day the Holy Spirit directs me to go out of the place there, you won't have to talk a lot, I will move. But for now, I feel that this is the place I must be because look because look i don't know about you but (laughs) i went somebody's church to go preach when i go somebody's church to go and preach and they are doing the introduction i i wonder whether it is like is it me they are talking about from where Or, or i'm not preaching well it's a voice that invited me into God's plans for me. That brought me here. Here where I am, standing here, is in, inside the center of God's plans for me. And I can see the evidence of how it unfolded. It, look, I have had different kinds of issues in life. But, I am convinced that where I stand right now is God's plans for me. And it took a certain voice to invite, to beckon me into the... What do I be doing? I'll be like some, uh, whatever work I do. You know, one time I, wanna, I was... After i been at a be sure for some years, one day he told me that when, we, when, we, when I see you, I forget that you work in a hospital. And there are, many people, there are many people, there are many of you who know me here, have no idea what I do in life. Some people even think I'm a full-time pastor. Like I like wake up and I only do church. Because the only thing you see is church... I don't see me telescope around my neck or anything like that. Any such thing like that. No, no. Because a voice. You too, as the voice, as you listen to the voice, and as he invites you into God's plans for you, may you respond and enter into it. And what I'm saying is it making sense to you? Yes, number number something. Twenty minutes is past though. I'll be sure. it's finished long ago. <laughs> Number five, hear the Father's voice. Number four. Oh, sorry, number four. Hear the shepherd's voice. Hear the shepherd's voice. Psalm 77 verse 19. Thy way is in the sea, and thy path is in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Verse 20 says, Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Amen. So here again, you see God doing something, but instead of doing it himself, he's doing it with somebody. Are you hearing me? So when you hear the voice of the shepherd God, or the voice that, that God has given to us, you should be hearing... You see, what I'm saying is that every time this voice speaks, the voice, the voice changes. You get it? It changes. It can be a, the voice of a prophet. Or of one inviting you into the plans of God for you. Or the voice of a, uh, the voice of a teacher. But it, it is, you must sit up and you must, you must tune in to the voice to hear at any point in time what it has changed into. What I'm saying is making sense to you. So that if now it is the voice of a shepherd directing, you can hear that one also. He is our shepherd though. All of us. And by the grace of God, by now, 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 the evidence is clear that he has led us to a good place so far. So, and, 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 and that evidence should be enough to show us that he's leading us to more good places, or even a, a, a much better place. Or it's not making sense to you. Yes. So far, so good. So far, so good. I mean, that Montpon place there, you know, is a it's a place to be I have a friend in, at work. One time I asked him to, I, I, I was telling him that. I asked him whether he had gone there before. He said he had not gone there before. So I said, oh, we should go there. How can you not go there? He said, He's an assembly of so God pastor. So what, he went on leave for one time. Said, I'm going to go to personal retreat at the place. So I should find out how much it costs for him. So I found out the price, phone number, everything. When the guy arrived, he called me. He said, no 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 and, and you see and since then eh, everything about bishop Doug is it become very attractive to him i bought a carros to going and give to him i bought it from here going to give it to him he has it there he has all the the everything is like he's following because the man is leading and i'm saying that he leads us by the voice as you hear the voice your attitude should be that this person whose voice I'm hearing is a shepherd who is leading me to a good place. And this is, this is God leading you, but God leading you with this, this voice. Because he says in this verse 20 that, Thou leddest thy people like a flock by the hand. <laughs> by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Are you still here? Next one. Hear a father's voice. When you hear the voice, hear a father's voice. Hear a father's voice. Hear the voice. It's my son like it's, if it's, like it's my father who is talking to me. What I'm saying is not making sense to you. Instead of saying that he, 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 he likes talking about uh, about wives too much because he's a man like he's a man so like instead of doing that rather hear and say ah that's my father telling me how to behave and if it was your father standing in front of you and telling you that this is your hair that you have done that you have not done your hair for the past three months this raster you have done on your hair this past three months remove it and do a nice hair (laughs) you are looking for a boy to marry you a boy to marry you I've done this raster three months now the Rasta is not going there you will hear him say remove this raster <laughs> and buy some wig <laughs> do something you see when you hear it because sometimes he's talking to some people Oh, so he's talking to the guys the people he's preaching to them no you are hearing a father who is telling you how to behave so that your life can go the way you want it to go I want to say it's not making sense to you yeah wear so wear a dress you like wearing trousers too much. Change it sometimes and wear a dress. When you hear, it, it's, oh, it's yeah, that's, yeah, 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 No, it's a, it's a, a thing from the, from the conference. Yeah, are, are you still in the church? When you hear the next time you hear a message playing, and Bishop Dagiward Mills is the one preaching. Tune your ear to hear if you, you hear your father. See, first of all, that he is my father. He is my father. And the thing he's saying, he's saying it to me as a father to the child, to the daughter or to the son. And then you respond appropriately. Is it making sense to you? Okay, then the last one. Sorry, I can I close. Here, I, I like this one. Hear the anointed voice of God. Hear the anointed voice of God. Isaiah 36, verse 34, verse 16. It says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall want her meat. For my mouth. It had commanded, and his spirit it had gathered them. Amen. Isaiah forty four twenty-six that confirmed the word of his servant, and performed the counsel of his messengers, that said to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places thereof. Now, so this, this is the thing. This is the point of this, is this verse I'm reading is this. That the, the voice of the anointed man of God is such that when he speaks a blessing, God organizes himself to make the blessing happen. So, like, number six. 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance. Upon thee and give thee peace. 27 says, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. But let me read it, let me read it in uh, New Living Translation. You see the ending, you see how, what it, how it sounds like. So, after you have said all this, the Lord bless you and keep you on all this. Verse 27 says, whenever Aaron, New Living Translation, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. So, this is it. The voice of the anointed man of God is such that... You see, the voice of a prophet, a prophet, he hears from God, then he speaks. Do you understand it? But the anointed man of God, he speaks, and then God makes it happen. You see the difference? Like, the prophet speaks and it happens because God says it to the prophet... And then he says it, and then it happens. But the anointed man of God is such that, because he's anointed, he's an anointed man of God. He speaks anything he likes, and then God makes the words that he speaks to happen. Yes. What am I that, that's why I said when he said you won't die in an accident, I said, yes, I won't. No, I will not. <laughs> it's not. It's not an accident that is not that is going to end my life. Why? Because the anointed man of God. Spoke a word, and God said that when this when, when when Aaron and his sons have spoken the blessing, then I God, after they have finished saying, The Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord cause his face. That me, I will now come from heaven, and then I will take the bless the words he has spoken and make it a reality. Look, may you hear the voice of an anointed man of God? Oh. Yeah, and may, you see you see. From, I'm hoping that from now on it will be different. Yeah, <laughs> when you hear the things like no. Even if it's not a prophetic word inspired by God, just the fact that there is an anointed man who has spoken those words, God will make it happen. God will make it happen. That is how your attitude must be towards... Let, let me say that last and thing and then we have closed. <laughs> For My session has closed. <laughs> Amen. Job 33 verse 15 Are you there? It says, In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, 16 says, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. So this is the thing. Every voice requires an ear to hear. Every voice, I've told you what will happen, what the blessings will be if you have the attitude towards but now I'm ending by saying that you have to present your ear and open it so that, and this this is something that you cannot pray for God to do it for you. You have to do it. We have to sit down intentionally and, and, and do the things we must do So that our ears will be inclined, we can bring this voice closer to us. It will enter into our, because it is when the voice enters into your ear, then you can see all the different things I have listed to you begin to become a reality in our lives. And as I end, as you incline your ear to this voice, as you harken unto the voice of the words of the Lord, may you get the benefit of a teacher, of a prophet, of a shepherd, of one who is inviting you into God's plans for you of an anointed man, may there be no lack again in your life because the voice that is coming to you will cover every one of these areas in your life. There will never be anything you need again once this voice is constantly in your ear. And may they describe us one day, like the Queen of Sheba described the servants of Solomon, that happy are your men, happy are your servants, who are continually, continually before you and hearkening unto your wisdom, listening unto your wisdom. May God bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: (laughs) Wow. I wish I were there. I mean, I mean, if you're a pastor and you didn't go some take a knife and stab your leg I've done myself oh yes if you're a pastor you are not there I think even this is second hand yeah I mean he has chewed it and this is what is left over for us and I believe that it has the power to change how we hear the 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 bishop's voice And, and for me the last one the voice of the anointed is very significant because he declares things, and they are happening in some lives. Now I know why some lives, and not every life, because not all listen to him as an anointed man. Some is a pastor, but to me, it's more than that. It's much, much more than that. Reverend William, thank you so very much. We are we are blessed. You may be seated. We are blessed. It's been it's been great hearing those words. I hope you are writing notes. too. No problem. We have another pastor here who was also there also to share a few words from us and uh, listen to him also as a career of the words of the father because you were not there. He was there. He heard some things and he has come to tell us what he heard and I hope you don't make the same mistake twice. Check anybody's everybody's head. Is the head working well? Because this, this time you need to receive the words that are coming as words to make you a proper servant of God. Please welcome Reverend Nana Ampedu.
0: <laughs> what a shock. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Archbishop, for this opportunity to share a few things that um, I also received at the conference. I, I must say that it, it was a very wonderful conference. I mean, I've attended several conferences of the like, but this one was different. I'm so glad I didn't miss it. And in case you missed it, I mean, try and get the videos and then soaking and at least you, you recover some. Hallelujah. And, uh, like Reverend William shared powerfully. I mean, there were so many great things. The first night, essentially what, uh, Reverend William shared with us and, um, for me, what touched me and which I'm going to share snippets of is the struggles of the lay pastor the struggles, and I, I, because myself, I am one, and I also struggle, it really puts me on the spot, and so I believe that I could share just a few, a few things, yeah. I will kindly ask that we sit down, please. (laughs) It's a struggle. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, so, um, I, I believe that struggles are things that, stand in the way and don't help us or make us achieve what we should achieve or what we could achieve. So for example, somebody who struggles with mathematics in school, obviously it means that the person could do well or the person has the potential to do well, but maybe just not liking the subject or being afraid of the subject will make the person struggle and therefore will not achieve the marks or the grade that the person is supposed to achieve. So I just want to share just a few of them. And um, we're, we, are, we are, I'm a lay pastor. There are several lay pastors here. And there are also many also in line to become lay pastors. And I believe that as we, we, we listen to this and we, we take... Uh, them into consideration it will help us so that even if you are struggling you will know where the struggles are coming from and what if you do will help you to overcome so the first thing that we learned at the conference concerned the struggles of the lay pastor is lay pastors struggle with the concept of full-time ministry as a matter of fact we were taught and made to understand that we are helpers and we are the real carriers of the work or the real called and appointed people are the lay people. Uh, sorry, the full-time ministers. Amen. And we are helpers. But you could struggle with that one. Hallelujah. I want us to read the scripture. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse sixteen. It says that lest There be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Hallelujah. Amen. So, over here, we read about Esau who is called a profane person because he looked down on something as good as birthright something that entitled him to an inheritance he looked down upon it and one of the struggles of the lay ministry is that we have the tendency to look down upon full-time ministry or full-timers maybe because full-time ministers preach and you also preach full-time ministers they do deliverance you do you do deliverance They lay hands, you to you lay hands, so you could easily be tempted to think that we are the same. But we are never and can never be the same. And until we understand this very well, we will always have difficulties. And I believe that for most of us as lay pastors, that is a a challenge for us which causes us to run into difficulties. Yes, that causes us to struggle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I believe that as this knowledge and revelation has come, we will change. We will turn from the way we see full-time ministers that we actually called to help them. And somebody once said, that I invited you to my funeral. How come that you are crying more than me? <laughs> Amen. So we are helpers. We cannot assume to know or do more than them hallelujah so that is the first struggle we should not despise the full-time ministry as a matter of fact if most of us will be sincere to ourselves we realize that it's something that we wanted or we imagined we would be but we were not able to some of us we kept postponing it i had to realize actually the thing no it's, it's not possible again. So, if somebody has been able to overcome that hurdle and is in full-time ministry, we must really respect and accord them that highest honor. Amen. Struggle no more. Tell your brother, struggle no more. Hallelujah. The second struggle of the lay pastor is that of independence. So, lay people, lay pastors struggle with independence. Hallelujah. Amen. And it manifests itself in the area of obedience and conformity. Yeah. Obeying and conforming to the things that you have been asked to do. It becomes very difficult. Why? Because of pride. Because you think that you also know as much as everyone does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Bible says that let the person who thinks he knows, know that he does not know as he ought to know yet. Hallelujah. So pride should not come in at all. And with a certain spirit of humility, we must conform. We must obey. Hallelujah. So if you are a lay pastor from today, decide that you will not be independent again. Amen. Decide that you will actually flow in what you've been asked to do. After all, you are a helper. So, the person you are helping, if he says that, do it this way, no challenge, no problem. Just obey and flow and be happy. And it will bring a great, great blessing. Hallelujah. Are we there? Amen. Yes. Psalm 147 verse 4. It says that it's talking about God. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. What this scripture is saying is that God, the father, the creator of the universe, even the stars, he calls them. Amen. Another scripture here, Psalm 104 verse 21, it says that the lions, they roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The next one is about birds and beasts. They also, the Bible says that God gives them their food. They are all dependent on God. But interestingly, look at the highest creation, man, you and I. We rather don't depend on God. We rather try to fend for ourselves with our own schemes and ways. Like, I mean, we can make it without God. Hallelujah. And that is a problem that came when the devil sowed the seed of independence into man in the Garden of Eden. He came to tell Adam, he said, ah, is God saying that, I mean, you should do this and this? No, no, it's not like that. He knows that when you eat this fruit, you will become like him what it means is that when you become like him then you don't need him so it's like you can live an independent life of him and that was the beginning of our trouble hallelujah so dear lay pastor friends let us decide not to be independent amen let us not to be be independent of the full-time ministry that we are helping hallelujah The third one, I'm praying that it will be fast so that. (laughs) Number three, lay pastors struggle with keeping rank. Hallelujah. Lay pastors struggle with keeping rank. That is standing where you are supposed to stand. Being where you are supposed to be. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 33. It says, of Zebulon, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. Amen. These are various, various groups of people who were going to fight. But this particular group, the Zebulon group, the Bible says that they had everything that they needed for war. They were expecting, what, well, 50,000 men. And the Bible says that they stood where they were supposed to stand. They did what they were supposed to do. Nobody jammed the queue. Nobody went offline. And the interesting thing is when you look at the Message Bible, the same verse, the keeping rank, the, the, the Message Bible says that they were unswervingly loyal. Unswervingly. That means they didn't depart from loyalty. They stayed where they had been asked to stay. They did what they were supposed to do. What they had been told to do. Keeping rank. Hallelujah. And I believe that if as, as, as lay pastors we keep our rank, we do what we've been asked to do, I believe we'll flourish, we'll blossom. Amen. That means we are, we are following order. We are following instructions. Hallelujah. We are obeying what we've been asked to do do. And I will tell you personally, I've, I've been challenged to another level. Amen. And I really want to encourage all of us that let's observe these things very, very well. Amen. Yes. Number four. Let pastors struggle with offenses from transfers. Hey. maybe somebody said the big, this is the big one. <laughs> Amen. Lay pastors struggle with offenses arising out of stress. And, and it's, it's common that many of our friends, many of our colleagues lay pastors have left the ministry altogether because of transfers. Often people say, oh, it's not like that. It's not that. But the, the bottom line is that it's like that. Yeah. How come you never left or you never said you hear a call, a different call, until the transfer came. How come? Amen. Second Samuel chapter fourteen, verse thirty one and thirty two. It says that And Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent unto thee, saying, Come hither that I may send thee to the king, to say, wherefore am I come from, Geshur? It had been good for me to have been there still. Now therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. Hallelujah. So here we read that Absalom was transferred to a place called Geshur. And when he came back, you know, he said, I, I, I want to stay where the king is. I want to be where the king is. And when that request was declined, he said, I will not. Hallelujah. I don't want to see the king. He had become offended because of the transfer. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, let us understand that once you are a lay minister you will be transferred when you have to be transferred i've been transferred a lot of times i've been transferred about five maybe the one that shook me was the first one i had traveled to cape coast and i was entering kumasi around patasi i used to live at Kwada west then i got a call that i've been transferred to from atonsu to pancrono and that i was starting the following day I mean, I was so confused that I told the person, Reverend Eugene called me. I said, you let me get home and then. And, and it was so. <laughs> Amen. It was so. And, and from the following day, I was at Pancronocra. Amen. The subsequent ones was much, you know, so it's so real. But like I, I said, I said, I mean, in the, in the initial scene that once you are a helper, you, where your services is needed, it can be called at any time. Sometimes I see very good footballers doing very well, and then they are changed. And we, the supporters, I mean, or, I mean spectators, will say, ah, why Why did you? But the, the coach has the master plan. Amen. Maybe he's resting your limbs for the next match, which may be more crucial. Or whichever way it is, he is the master so he can put you anywhere. He can take you anywhere. Hallelujah. So please, struggle no more. Amen. Let us not struggle in him Wherever we are put, the most important thing is that we are fulfilling the laws of God and we are doing what God wants us. I mean, the, at the, the bottom line is that we want to please God. So if where you are going is where we please God, so be it. Hallelujah. Amen, I remember my second transfer prophet Kaka called me right in front of the state. he said, "Oh, I mean, because it was a transfer in just within a year or so. They they said, left to me, I i would have loved to be where I am, because at that time if I did, this was Tuesday, the Sunday had been my highest attendance. I had been moved to the new branch, and I was on my way out. I said, so "Left to me alone, I wish I stayed a bat for the good of the church." He said, he prayed for me. He said, God bless you. And we factor the change. That's it. Amen. Sometimes it's difficult when you think you are doing well. When you think you are doing well, it's like, oh, why, 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 you know. But whichever way it is, let's understand, there is a master plan. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number five, and I'm, I'm beginning to finish. Lay struggle with corrections and rebukes. Proverbs nine eight. Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Amen. A scorner is somebody who is who is who is not if you like say a fool or something. Hallelujah. Bible says if you repro- if you really want to see what a person is made of, rebuke the person. It will show whether the person is wise or is a fool. Hallelujah. But you check the Bible. In fact, I, I, I just looked it up. About 77 times the Bible talks about rebukes. In the New Testament, there are 31. It means there's something that is quite common. You, you come across it that one day, one, one day or the other, you'll be, you'll be rebuked. Amen. But how you also take it will determine how you go. Let's, let's look at something in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 all the way to 8. It says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says "I don't flare up when you are rebuked. It's a part of. And in ministry, it's so much a part of. By all means. Hallelujah. But how you react. Verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, if you are able to stand the rebuke and the corrections, then he says, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? And look at the verse 8. It says that, but if ye be without chastening, sorry, without chastisement, whereof all, all, all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. I believe we are sons. Amen. Yes. yes. We have the, 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 the prophet as our father. And you can't say that you will not be rebuked. You'll be rebuked. I've been rebuked. But it's not pleasant. It's not sweet. Who told you it's nice? Amen. But I believe that if you're able to take it well, it produces the right fruit in you. And you say that your life is made better. Hallelujah. So lay ministers, lay pastors, let us not shun rebukes and corrections. Hallelujah. Amen, are we there? Okay. I'm sure I'm finishing. Amen. Number six, struggling with delegated authority. Amen. And and in the conference, there was a fantastic example. A pastor who had actually been depasted and was sent to go and do basenta and the amazing thing was that he was put under a seemingly genius. You're a pastor. You've been depasted, You are sent to go and do business. And then, then the person who is overseeing you is somebody, a shepherd, actually. Somebody, he trained, the pastor trained. What you do? <laughs> Amen. But you see, the interesting thing is that the most important thing is that the person that he was now under what had, been, had been put there. He had been delegated. Hallelujah. And as by the grace of God, our church is growing. It is very, very possible that somebody that you don't even know at all from anywhere will one day become your, your, your overseer or your pastor or your supervisor, if you like. It's, it's very possible. Amen. And please, those of us who have been around for some time, let us watch this one. It is real. Amen. I remember one day, Archbishop was teaching us up and he, he mentioned this, this point. And it's a real thing. Because people are also rising. People are also coming up. Remember that where you are, before you came there, others too had been there. So if it stops with you, then... By all means, people who have been sent. And, and you, we see that with Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. We see that with Jesus. Look at John 12, 44. He says that he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So Jesus was saying that if you believe in me, you have believed in God the Father who sent me. And anybody that I also sent you, when you receive the person, you have actually received me delegated authority. Amen. May we not struggle again. May we, I think the, the, the major thing is that let us see that we are helpers of the work. We are not the king of the work. Amen. Own it, but also know that there are people higher. Hallelujah. Struggle no more. Tell your neighbor, your brother, struggle no more. And the last but one is, Lay pastors struggling with combining secular life and ministry. Yeah. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is one of the major, you know, challenges that we have. The balancing act. Yeah. A major word that came up in the conference was juggling. Juggling. Hey! Juggling. How to mix it. Amen. And aside even ministry work... And also uh, your secular work is also other roles. As a father, as a husband, and the rest. As a mother, as a wife, and many other things. How do we succeed? You have to be able to juggle them. And how are you able to juggle them? With wisdom. Amen. If we say we are depend on our own strength, we may fail. But by grace and by wisdom, we will be able to handle it. I see you handling it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You will excel in your ministry work and you also excel in secular work. Hallelujah. And the last one, the last one, I, I really enjoyed it. Hallelujah. Struggling with being young, that is age. Amen. This one, when they said it, <laughs> I said, I am in it. Amen. Because every now and then you see lay pastors, especially within a certain age bracket, say, and you see it in our dressing. Hey, my wife used to worry me, said, This is your trousers. It's too buggy. <laughs> it's 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 like Kumasi Taylor sold it. Yeah, it's like parachute. <laughs> Amen. But we have to look, and, and I think our father is a very good example. You see him wearing t-shirt. recent I see him wearing his long sleeve shirt and he's wearing the petticoat to ride. Yeah. So, I I spoke with someone. He said, I'll help you. I'll I'll take you to a place where you can get different, different, different petticoats. And look younger. Dye your hair. I'm going to dye my hair. I've seen that some, some things are trying to. (laughs) Amen. Because it's sometimes psychologically, the way you look it induces even a certain tiredness in you. Yeah. You know, when you look yourself in the mirror, it's actually Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. The type of shoes you wear. Hey, some of us the shoes. Oh, quite just say them and I them. Hallelujah! I think that we can look younger, and we can, and 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 when we, you see, not just also outward looking young, but also the heart. The heart. I, I remember a convener uh, uh, for the lay uh, movement, uh, Reverend, Lindsay, he was saying that if he knows, he believes that even if prophet was to leave the current first lamb and start another denomination, he will even look much younger and would be doing wilder things. Hallelujah. Let people, we are young. Let us arise and let us shine and let us do the work. Amen. Let us struggle no more. I believe that all the things that, I mean, we have very good examples ahead of us. Amen. We have very good examples ahead of us. Our Archbishop himself, our father here himself, has been the leader for many years, and there are so many things that we can learn from him. Hallelujah! May the Lord bless us and may the Lord help us. May we struggle no more. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah! Thank you very much, Archbishop.
2: Wow. Oh, your clapping is like some old man in the house. <laughs> How many understand the struggles of a lay pastor? A struggle with delegated authority, with a full-time ministry. I mean, I believe that these are answering many questions that may be in your head, but yourself you haven't thought about it. Sometimes you are reacting to something, you don't know what it is. He just reacts. Why did you send this small boy to come and come? Do you know how, how old am I? Do you know where were you when I was born? And then suddenly you are, you are struggling with somebody who by virtue of a zeal and a knowledge is made a pastor it's maybe after you, but he's much younger and it becomes a struggle. Reverend Anna, thank you so much for this. I'm, I'm glad I came this evening. I couldn't go for the camp, but I'm glad I came here to get the second hand part of the camp. And finally, one more speaker for tonight another man who was at the camp who has led us in different areas. Please welcome Reverend Charles.
1: Hallelujah. Please be seated. This one is like they've said it all, but but <laughs> well, let me let me say that um, I think basically um, what Reverend William and then Reverend Anna have shared with us, I think it 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 encompasses all that this um, conference was about. Amen. And so I am not gonna add anything new but Reverend William shared with us the fact that there is a voice that can change our lives. Hallelujah. And in our case, that voice is the voice of our prophets. And, and I, I, I want to, yes, it's a good place to put your hands together. If, I want to say that the devil is also aware of this voice that we are supposed to hear or listen to. And so he's also trying to bring in other voices that some way somehow tries to drown this particular voice that is going to lift us to our next level. And so in our quest to attend to this voice, let us be careful with other voices. Amen. When God spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave them clear instructions. And then the voice of the devil came. Do you see? The devil said, did God say this? Did he really say this? And that is how sometimes we start on a particular trajectory and then along the lines another voice comes in and then we just move into something else. Some of us used to be on the podcast but now you are no more. Because another voice is coming. Used to join flow but now you don't because you have heard another voice called Alpha R which is around midnight somewhere. So you are supposed to sleep early so you can wake up at dawn and join flow, but you were listening to other voice, and so you could not sleep early. And once you don't sleep early, you can't wake up early, and so you miss out on that voice. And this where we are. May God help us. Remember I talked about the struggles of lay pastors. Let, let let me. You see, one of the things that I. I think we need to understand is the fact that the lay ministry is the help ministry. And and, and you see, these things uh, you can easily be deceived. Yes. In 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 I think First Corinthians twelve twenty-eight. I'm not too sure, but check that one for me. Talks about uh uh-huh. Bible says that and God has set some in the church. First, apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings. And then you see helps. That is where we belong. Amen. That is where we belong. And you see, the moment you hear the word help, yes, and that, you oh, that is what it is. We, we are not the, in fact, in fact, one of the things that chairman said, he said that the full-time ministry gives identity to lay ministry. I thought you were clapping your hands. And, you see, again, when delusion sets in, you begin to battle this one in your head. I mean, what are they saying? I mean, what is, what is food time? What is what? And he said that in the Bible we, we see two main helps. And one of such is the wife. Hmm? Eve. When God created man he gave him assignment to do in the garden. And then at a point, Bible says and God himself said that I need to make this man Eh, I I, I, I mean, it's like, I must get him and help me. Amen. And on that premise, the woman came. And so the woman has come to render help to the man. The original plan was not the woman. The original woman, I hope you are not fighting me in your heads. The original plan was the man and the woman was brought in to come and help. And so her whole duty is to help. And I am sure even the name woman was carved out of man because I think in woman it contains man. Who and then man. Oh? Somebody said even she you have he inside. Even female, we have male. <laughs> and I think the list is endless. And so and so we, we, we need to understand that our core duty is to support the full time ministry, the vision of the full time. Amen. And he said something. He said that you see when Bible I think in Ephesians, Bible tells the father, the woman is supposed to submit to the man. It's like submission is what women or wives are supposed to do. And he said, submission is sub your mission. Do you know, do you know submarine? Submarine is a type of ship that goes under the water. And so, lay ministers, we must sub our mission to the mission of full-timers. Is it a good idea? Because sometimes the struggles come. It's like when something, I mean, an instruction comes, then you sit down, then you analyze, and then you are like, no. No, 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 no. Then we try to fight it. And he said that I will make you and help me a suitable help. Suitable help. What it means is that if I, he, 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 he said that, look, before you can render suitable help, it is the one who is receiving the help that determines whether the help is suitable or not. Of course, if I'm trying to carry this one and I ask you to help me, it may look like you are helping, but the reality is that you are not helping. In fact, if... I am struggling with this and you have come to help and I'm still feeling the same weight, then it means that your help is not suitable. So, Saturday, we'll put something on the page. Bring all your pictures. Pictures from branches. We want it by next week, Sunday, 2 p.m. Then you bring yours three weeks' time. You see the, the, the that you've brought it. But you see, the time you brought the thing, it has actually defeated the purpose for which it was called for. Amen. Suitable help. If I ask for microphone, then you bring me a feeding bottle. It looks like a microphone. But it is is it because it cannot serve the purpose of a microphone. And I think many of us lay ministers that is where we have a problem because we say we are volunteers, and so we have defined our own help i 'm a volunteer, so you can, you can't impose things on me. I will do what I can do uh-huh. and so we run with that, and so you see that the blessing that we are supposed to receive is not coming because yes, we are rendering help, but then the help that we are giving you no. Know, it is not bringing any satisfaction to the person who called for the help. Am I saying something important? Seven forty-five. <laughs> and so it is important that we 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 really find out from the full-time pastors what is it that you want. How do you want it? When do you want it? And if we can do it this way, we'll pass the test. Are we changing? Are we changing? Even with submission of reports. As I speak now, there are I, Lady Reverend sent some pictures requests. I'm sure by this time some have still not sent. And so when you ask for them, you go and take the old pictures that you took six months ago. And then you bring it. But I see you need to understand there is a reason why they ask for current pictures. They want to see whether there has been a change in, in your church. Now they were need here. Why you fold this this? Six months old. You take it and then you just rename it and then you send. So, 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 so yes, you have done something. But what you've done, it is not bringing help to anybody. Uh-huh. And whenever you hear the word Help. I mean, like you, you are my helper. It's—it's it's almost like you are—you are a second-rate person, and I, I think inferior. And I think that is why we often struggle. Uh-huh. But you see, it will amaze you to find out that in the Bible, apart from the woman who was called helper, the Holy Ghost was also called a helper. Are oh, you having seen that? The Holy Ghost. Who was with God? In the beginning was the word, and the word was in fact. In fact he was God in the Bible Genesis in the beginning. Let us let us make. He was talking to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit moved. He was with God in the beginning. He knows all things. He's so powerful. And yet he is here with us as a helper. Think about it. And so the fact that you are a helper, no, it doesn't make you it is what God has called you to do. Hallelujah! Oh, I said Hallelujah. Amen. So let us accept this one. It is a blessing. I said it is a blessing to be called to help. It's a, I mean, look, it is don't don't see oh because sometimes it's like ah. Especially, Reverend Anna says something, when you have, so for instance, we are all here, we are all lay pastors. I mean, me and Steve, we eat together, we do a lot of stuff together, and then if by tomorrow he goes to, he goes into full time, automatically he will come ahead of me. And then now he is ordering me around. And then you, see, you can easily begin to feel like, no, I mean how? I mean how? That obey you full time say your church. And 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 that is <laughs> that is why sometimes we can't cope. Yeah. But if you can accept that this is my lot, this is my rule, this is my whatever, then you will stay with it. Then the blessings of the Lord will come. When, when Moses, the, the, the Israelites fought the Amalekites, I would say that Moses stood somewhere. Then the battle was going on. He himself wasn't fighting. But then when he raises his hand, then Israel will prevail. When he drops his hands, Amalekites prevail. And so he needed his hand to be up for somebody's victory. Hmm? And so he lifted his att- can you imagine if I ask you to do this when we were in school this punishment after some time you feel heaviness in your own hands so after some time he needed people to support him and they called on Aaron and her and they came and held his hands up until the battle was over Hallelujah, and 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 if I mean if we want to talk about it, lo, no, Moses lifted his, That's that's what, that's what we see. Moses lifted his hands, and then Israelites prevailed. There's is no mention of Aaron, and then hey. And sometimes, as we are supporting, as we are helping, it's like a moedi Because I'm here, I I I don't think prophet knows me. I doubt. But he knows Bishop Patrick. Archbishop. Sometimes you can easily feel that. And they are collecting the funds. But I'm saying that this is our lot. Let us do it well. In Exodus 31, as I finish, because I'm finishing. Exodus 31. 31. Look at it. No, no, give me King James. Look at it. The Bible says that. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Now watch this. Okay, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. This is a multi-talented person. God endued him with wisdom that makes him have the ability to do all kinds of work and that is what we are praying for our children that they will not become dull that they will be excellent students that's how can we pay high school fees we are taking them to international deben deben this international nobody wants to take his world to LA but god said that he has given his spirits Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and watch who received that understanding and wisdom. His name was Bezalel, and he was the grandson of He. So, lay pastors, I don't know whether you can relate. He assisted Moses, and I'm sure this is connected. And through that, God blessed his grandson with wisdom. Now, watch this, even the next verse, go, go, go to, oh, no, no, verse four or something. Aha, uh-huh. no, no, the, the one preceding this. And he said that, and I, behold, I have given with him a the son of Ahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Apart from God giving him wisdom, God also gave that guy helpers. And he didn't give them useless helpers. He gave them helpers who had understanding and who also had wisdom. One of the difficult things to, 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 to I mean, battle with is to have people who lack understanding. There's no pressure. Do this. Do this. Then you see that you are frustrated. But this guy received helpers, people who had great wisdom because his grandfather stood in as a helper. Lay pastors, as we help in this ministry work, maybe you may not see, because that's what we say. So, as this work we've been doing, nobody's giving us any money. And we are not even expecting any money. But we know that our children will be blessed, our grandchildren will be blessed. So sometimes you are even surprised that how come my child is so intelligent. It is not your DNA, it is the wisdom because Jack, but you look at your son's report and you are like, Hey, it's like math, 99, English, 100, this I mean, you look at it, you are like, Wow, compare with your own report when you were in primary school. So, if it was your DNA, no. (laughs) But as we support the full-time ministry, as we back their mission, our children, our grandchildren are going to be blessed greatly. Hallelujah. And so, this is one of the reasons why we don't have to stop. A helper is a helper. And we are helping and supporting till we die. May God give us understanding. And may God touch our hearts so that we won't struggle with what we are supposed to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Let's welcome the Archbishop. Put your hands
2: together for the Lord. Oh, what a word, what a word, what a word. your clapping is not is not amen amen one of the strong convictions i have is with much thanks to the prophet is that he has made it possible for ordinary people to save God has made it possible one of one of the things I often think about is there there are not many who who can do what we have done it's true it's true to give up your profession and to let me be careful You see, there are are some pastors who don't have professions. And they just finished school and became those pastors. And there are others who have professions. And we have put it down to join those who don't have professions. As if you all don't have profession. You know what? And that is why there are others who can't lay down. But I'm so glad for The fact that even if you don't lay down, you still have the chance to serve God fully. And looking from the outside, there is little difference between the full-timers and the lay. And that is why it is up to the individual to have in his heart a clear understanding of the difference between me and somebody who is full-time. Because on the outsk- on the outside, we, look, we all look the same. Reverend Albert and Reverend Nana, they all look the same. It is up to somebody to know in his heart that though you preach, I preach. <laughs> and you go, I go, lay hands, I lay hands. You have done something that others don't necessarily see, but it's very significant. And... Um, The the prophet is a very fantastic man to open this door. And I I think it is up to us to appreciate it, to embrace it, and to do it in exactly the way he has asked us to do. And when we do, our churches will be fantastically vibrant, healthy churches. And we will have a lot of people saved from hell. And we will be able to make a difference father thank you for this great honor privilege of working to save many souls alive thank you for our father our prophets our pastor our teacher our evangelist who has by laying down his life opened the door for us to have ministries and have life that counts for something and tonight's as we recap these words let them be seeds in our hearts every one of us that we shall not ever let them slip out of our hands but they will remain deeply rooted bringing forth trees of righteousness bearing much fruit for the future thank you, thank you, thank you so very much that we will not be the same again to ever go back and smear the name of, of the lay ministry, make it a, a, a competition, struggle. No, we'll just happily find our role and do it and bear much fruit. Thank you so very much in Jesus' name. And all the saints said amen. amen.
0: When he ran to me, he took me in his arms till my head to his chest.